The South African Health Products Regulatory Authority, or SAPRA for short, has received 3,730 reports of adverse events following COVID-19 vaccinations. This emerged during SAPRA's briefing to the Portfolio Committee on Health on the country's vaccine program and the approval of several other COVID-19 vaccines. The health regulator is also examining the records of 28 people who died after receiving their COVID-19 jabs. Professor Hanley Meyer from the South African Vaccination and Immunization Center at the Sifako Mahato Health Sciences University says it is important that, that we know about the side effects, the adverse effects of the vaccines. And she joins us on the line now. Uh, Professor, good morning and welcome to the Weekend View. Uh, good morning, Udo. Good to have you on. What, what do we know about the 28 people in South Africa who've died after taking the vaccine? Of those 28, uh, do we know yet whether, on, whether they are direct causal links? Um, you know, the, uh, the, the 28 people reported to have died now um, after they have received the, the COVID-19 vaccination. I mean, these um, are being investigated. And causality assessment is done to determine whether there's actually a link between the vaccine and um, and the death. So um, from these, uh, so, so what I need to clarify is yes. that causality assessment is actually done by the National Immunisation Safety Expert Committee, which is an independent ministerial advisory committee consisting of a group of medical experts. Mm. So they provide the feedback to SAPRO as well as the National Department of Health. So the National Department of Health and SAPRO actually don't have any um, input into Understood. that process. Understood. You know, I, I, just, I just assume that, that, that you would sort of somehow be privy to uh, that information. But uh, any idea in, in terms of how long those, those assessments normally take? those have already been completed and of those that have already been fully investigated so these cases are firstly fully investigated yeah. and then the causality assessment is done and none of them have been found to be related to the COVID-19 vaccine. Okay. Um, 3,730 adverse events. What, 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 are, what are the range of events that we are talking about here that, that people have experienced once taking the jab? You know, these events um, could be reported by a, a person could report more than one event. So I could, for example, report four events. Mm. But the most common ones are actually very mild, and they subside on their own within the first two or three days. So that would include um, headache, dizziness, nausea, a little bit of fever, chills, feeling tired, pain, very common, and redness at the injection site and muscle pain. I heard the previous caller actually said his sleeping patterns mm, were restored, yeah. most probably because he had a bit of experience, a bit of tiredness and so on. So the, um, you know, the uh, uh, serious events are very, very rare, very, very rare. So most of these events, you know, as I said, subside on its own. I mean, if you consider we've already vaccinated uh, or given more than 6 million uh, doses of the vaccine, yeah. and billions of people have been vaccinated across the, across the world. We, we saw uh, examples of blood clots forming very early on in vaccination, which I'm sure would have had a, a, a negative impact on people going to, to register. I had a caller this morning saying that he's not going to take the vaccine because his concern is blood clots. What do we know scientifically 
uh, after these months and months of, of jabs going into arms about the link between the vaccination and blood clots? You know, the, these blood clots um, are very, very, very rare. So, um, you know, that's also where SAPRA plays a very important role. So if you can remember, when um, those were published in, in the media, then um, they immediately paused the rollout of the vaccine because of the safety concern. But these are very rare. So they found, and they're still looking at a definite causal link between this, but it's affecting about six people um, in, in a million. So, so um, these, you know, it, it's very, or even less, it's very, very rare. It's like 0.00008% of the vaccinated that, population. That, that ratio, that's six in one million people. Who's vulnerable? What, what kind of people, what kind of conditions makes you vulnerable to that? So, so you know, these very rare events, at the moment, they are seeing them in more in the younger kind of, or, you know, between, say, less than 50 years old in the female population. And they would present um, more or less, like, four to 21 days after vaccination. So what's important for people is to report at these events. And if they experience anything of concern, to immediately seek help. Because if these can be picked up, quickly and early, then they can be managed. So we have protocols already uh, in place in South Africa mm. to manage um, any of these kind of conditions that may present. So that, that is very important for people to actually report and not to walk around and wonder. So if there's anything of concern, immediately report and seek medical help. Okay, now... I perhaps should have started off on this note, but I got my vaccine done this past Monday. I presented with some tenderness in my arm and, and felt quite drowsy mm-hmm. for most of day one. Uh, yep. Day two, all good. What is happening in our bodies once we take the vaccine that causes these sorts of side effects? Physiologically, what is actually happening? So what is happening is your body now mounts an immune response. So because the vaccine is actually instructing your body to um, prepare itself for when you would be uh, coming into contact with the virus. So it's your body is mounting an immune response, and that is why you experience some of these um, adverse effects or side effects. Mm-hmm. So it's actually a good sign. And, you know, it, it also it, it's not the same in all people. Yeah. So some people might experience, you know, them severely. Others might not even experience anything. But we've also seen that more commonly it's, it's experienced amongst the younger or the healthy population or those who had COVID-19 before. So um, that's why, you know, people should be prepared mm. that they might experience some of these um, side okay. effects. I, I, I see... <laughs> expressions as people leave the vaccination centers. And and I'd hate to think that, that people go, you know what, I've got the one jab, I'm good. I can go out partying, I can do my thing, I cannot oh. worry about it. Yeah. What are the dangers innate in taking one jab and just ignoring that appointment down the line? Yeah, this is really very, very concerning. So like you said, people are concerned at first. Should I go or should I not go? But then weigh the benefits against the risks and then go. So also evidence has shown that people are worried about these safety effects. But now once they get vaccinated, they think they can relax. And that is absolutely 
really very, very, very dangerous to do because your body takes a certain period of time to mount this immune response, so, so to build up your immunity. So within the first 14 days, you know, you, you haven't got that uh, protection yet at all. And also, for like for example, the Pfizer vaccine, mm. you need to go for a second shot. So you mount an immune response, you build up immunity up to a certain point, and only after you had your second dose, five days after you had your second dose, you would be considered fully vaccinated. Mm. Mm. With the J&J, it's 28 days. So even then, when you are fully vaccinated, remember the vaccine can't be 100% um, uh, effective. Mm. So you still need to, you know, social distancing, wear your mask, wash your hands, sanitize your hands. Otherwise, you can spread the virus Mm. or you can get the virus. You can still be infected, yes. Just one more around vaccinating while pregnant. What is the latest science on that? You know, they are still busy with with studies with regards to pregnancy. So um, in these initial trials, um, it was not included pregnant women. But, you know, many um, women actually, uh, they either felt pregnant or they were pregnant when they got vaccinated, you know, throughout some of the trials as well as now in practice. And they haven't identified any concerns um, for uh, Mm. pregnant women to get vaccinated. So, again, the benefits is always weighed against the risks. But it must also, um, what is also important is that when you are pregnant and you do get COVID-19, then you are also at a higher risk Mm. for developing severe disease. So if you are planning in falling pregnant, immediately make a plan and get vaccinated. Professor Hanley Mayer from the South African Vaccination and Immunization Centre at the Safako Mahatu Health Sciences University.